Shalom. We are so glad you're joining us on this episode of Our Hope. We created this podcast as a resource for followers of Yeshua, where they can learn more about Israel, the Bible, and the Jewish community. Together, we discuss Messianic apologetics, dive into Scripture, and hear stories from Jewish believers in Jesus. If you've enjoyed our podcast series, please consider supporting us at ourhopepodcast.com support. You could also help us by sharing this podcast on social media, talking about it with your friends and family, or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We are so grateful for you, and we hope this episode of Our Hope is both enlightening and encouraging. Welcome to Our Hope, a production of Chosen People Ministries. Over 3,000 years ago, Moses led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt to the promised land of Israel. As they were getting ready to leave, God had one final plague that he would put upon the Egyptians, the death of the firstborn son. To avoid this plague, the Israelites were commanded to kill a lamb, put its blood on the doorposts of their homes, roast it, and eat it as they waited for permission to leave Egypt. These events in Exodus are celebrated every year in the Levitical holiday of Pesach. Passover. Almost 1,500 years after the Exodus, another event happened during Passover, the sacrifice to end all sacrifices for sin. Yeshua, the Lamb of God, paid the final price of atonement for Israel and all humanity. Fast forward to today and you will find that both Jewish people and many believers in Jesus have missed the connection between our Messiah and Passover. So, on today's episode of Our Hope Podcast, we have invited back Dennis Karp to share with us what the New Testament has to say about Passover. And now, I introduce the host of Our Hope Podcast, Abraham Vasquez. Dennis, thank you so much for joining us again on uh, Our Hope. We're really happy that you're here again. It's my pleasure, Abe. Good to be here. So, this episode is about Passover. Um, there is a lot of good food that happens during Passover. Um, so can you tell me what is your absolute favorite food that's served during Passover? Well, I have to answer that with a caveat in that it's the best Passover food I've ever had, but not necessarily now. And the reason I say that is because my mother's matzo ball soup was an 11 out of 10. I mean, not only was the soup delicious, but the matzo balls were big and you could just float a soup spoon through them. So wow. I would say that uh, that's my favorite of all time. That sounds delicious. I, I think I'm going to attempt matzo ball soup this year. I've never, never had it and I've never made it, but I, I definitely want to honor it and <laughs> try to do it in our home. 
So I'm excited. Well, here's my here, here's my mother's secret. Instead of water, use soda water. Ah. She says it. She used to say it made the matzo balls fluff up. So that makes sense. Uh, you let me know how it goes. That actually <laughs> makes sense. I I received the tip in making waffles where you would add soda water to waffles to make it nice and fluffy. So that makes there sense. There you go. <laughs> and there's obviously no leaven during Passover, so that definitely helps with the expansion of the of the matzo. Right. So that's very very cool. I love that. So. Um, we know that Passover is pretty special to you. Um, can you explain the first time you heard that Passover is connected to the Messiah? Sure. And just to let you know, to say that Passover is special to me is an amazing understatement. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I heard a Messiah in the Passover presentation, it actually began uh, my walk to faith. That occurred on Palm Sunday of 19. 19- Uh, 92, um, 40 year old Jewish man, um, traditionally Jewish, but had walked away from synagogue many years before. And I sat down and listened to a representative from Chosen People Ministries, as a matter of fact, uh, at a church that a business associate of mine had invited me to. And um, he rocked my paradigm, let's let's put it that way. Hmm. And it began an eight week, about an eight week walk to faith, uh, when I came to faith in May of 1992. Well, I was uh, not even one years old in 1992, so uh, I just wanted to make you feel a little old there. (laughs) Could you say that again, please? My hearing is starting to go. Well, that's it's amazing to hear that, you know, for my entire lifetime, you've you've been a believer. Um, That's a very long time, and I'm sure it's been very fruitful for you and your family. It Um, has. It has. Yeah. So let's jump in to some of um, the backstory to Passover in con- and connecting it to the Messiah. Before Yeshua was arrested, we know he had a Last Supper with his disciples. How do we know that the Last Supper, which is portrayed in, you know, artwork and, and things like that, and most people know about, how do we know that that was actually a Passover meal? Well, I think that, like for most things, the best thing to do is to go to Scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, and see what scripture has to say. And I just want to read to you from the 26th chapter of Matthew, verses 17 to 19. It reads like this. Now, on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Yeshua saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Yeshua had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. So I think it's pretty clear from Scripture that the Last Supper that we talk about was, in fact, a Passover meal. That's awesome. So many believers today remember the Last Supper when they take communion, but without realizing its ties to Passover. Why do you think that that connection that you just explained between Passover and the Last Supper has gotten lost over the years? Well, without going into a large discussion of history, um, beginning in the the 3rd century or the 4th century, uh, Christianity, if you will, separated itself from Judaism. As a matter of fact, Judaism was considered a threat to Christianity. And so you have this separation of modern Christianity from its biblical roots uh, in the Jewish faith and in the uh, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Addition to that, I think, unfortunately, uh, in many seminaries, 
the connection between the Hebrew scriptures and the new covenant scriptures is not emphasized. As a matter of fact, in some churches around the world, you'll see uh, that they uh, don't even talk about the Hebrew scriptures. Wow. So uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we can see the connection, and I think it's important that we continue to teach it. So for a Messianic Jewish believer, Passover celebrates two historical events, the Israelites' exit from slavery in Egypt and Yeshua's sacrifice to atone for our sins. What are some of the parallels between these two events? I, I would say that that's probably the most important question that you're going to ask me mm. uh, on this podcast. And, and let me explain why. The scripture is so non-coincidental in the parallels between these two that when you hear about these parallels, it's almost impossible not to understand that Yeshua was the sacrificed lamb. Let, let mm. me just give you an example. 3,500 some years ago uh, in Egypt, it was on the 10th day of the month of Nisan that the Jewish people brought young male lambs into their households. They had to be perfect, without spot, and without blemish. And it was on absolutely the same day, the 10th day of the month of Nisan, some 2,000 years ago, that Yeshua made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, a young male lamb without spot uh, and without blemish. Hmm. In Egypt, 3,500 years ago, those lambs were inspected for three, three and a half days. They lived with the people who brought them into their household. They had to be perfect. They had to be without spot, without blemish. And similarly, our Messiah was inspected for three, three and a half days after his triumphal entry. The Jews, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Romans, the Greek, Pilate, Herod, they all questioned him, they all examined him, and what was the final statement about his innocence? We find no fault in him. He was the perfect sacrificial lamb. And then on the 14th day of the month of Nisan in Egypt, the lambs were killed, most likely a singular stroke across the jugular. Their blood was captured in a basin, and that blood was painted on the doorposts and on the lintels of the houses of the children of Israel. And it was on the very same 14th day of the month of Nisan that our Messiah was sacrificed. His blood was also shed so that we could paint his blood on the doorposts and lintels of our homes, the home of our hearts. And then the final thing that really is amazing to me, if you were to ask yourself, what did the children of Israel in Egypt do to deserve death, which was the wages of slavery? And the answer is nothing. They were born into slavery, and yet God in his amazing grace and love gave them a prescription for life, which was the shed blood of Passover lambs. And what do we do to deserve death, which is the wages of sin? Now, some people may disagree with me, but I believe it's the same nothing. We were born into sin with the sin of Adam, and yet the same God in his grace and love and mercy also gives us a prescription for life, and it's also the blood of a lamb that was sacrificed for our sins. That's amazing. Th those parallels are incredible. And, and as a Jewish person, what was your reaction when you discovered those parallels? My first reaction was, I don't want to believe this. <laughs> because for 40 years of my life, you know, to believe in Jesus was the worst thing you could do as a Jewish person. Right. But when you see these things and you start thinking about them and you start taking them to heart, it begins a journey, if you will, 
that can only find satisfaction uh, when you come to faith in the Jewish Messiah. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Our Hope Podcast. Explore this theme further with our two-book set, Messiah and the Passover and the Gospel and the Passover. In Messiah and the Passover, you will find the link between Passover and the Last Supper, the spiritual meaning of leaven, how our Messiah fulfills the requirements for the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, and wonderful extras, including Passover recipes, a Messianic Haggadah, which is the program for a Passover Seder, and even lessons for children. The Gospel and the Passover is a condensed version of Messiah and the Passover and makes a great gift to give to a friend. This month, you can buy both books bundled together for only $19.95 and receive free shipping. Shop now at ourhopepodcast.com slash Passover bundle. So many other Jewish people find it hard to accept that a human sacrifice can atone for our sins, since it is outlawed in the Torah. We know that God does not contradict himself, so how do we know that Yeshua's sacrifice is acceptable? Well, if you look in the, in the Hebrew scriptures in uh, Leviticus uh, chapter 17, 11, it says, the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar uh, to make atonement for your souls, for the, it's the blood that makes atonement for the souls. You look then in the apostolic writings in the book of Hebrews chapter nine, it says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And then the book of Romans, especially Romans chapter five, lets us know perfectly that because of the disobedience of the first Adam, all men were condemned to sin, but because of the absolute obedience of the second man, Adam, that would be Yeshua, our Messiah, um, salvation and freedom and faith and life eternal with God um, would in fact come to those uh, who would believe. You know, the, the sacrifices of animals year after year after year just didn't work. It was not a once for all sacrifice, but the sacrifice of our Messiah, that was a once for all sacrifice. So speaking of sacrifices, it's our understanding that after the temple was destroyed, the Israelites no longer offered Passover sacrifices. How has this changed the way the holiday is celebrated? And how does the modern Passover celebration ultimately point to Yeshua? Well, the modern Passover celebration continues from a rabbinic tradition, which had to be formed um, after the, um, the temple was destroyed. If there's no temple, uh, there's no sacrifice. And one of the things that I find amazing about the modern celebration uh, of Passover is the celebration around the Afikomen and the celebration about the three matzot that are put in the bag, which is sometimes called an echad, a one bag. You know, during temple times, the last thing eaten was the Passover lamb. And after the Passover lamb was eaten, nothing else was supposed to be eaten. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the modern Passover Seder in the Haggadah, the service for the uh, Passover, it says that the last thing eaten at the Passover table is to be the afikomen, that broken middle matzah. And when you think about it, when Yeshua lifted up the bread, he said, this is my body offered for you. Wow. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. 
And so that afikoman, if you will, has taken the place of the Paschal lamb. And I think, I can't back this up biblically or historically, but I truly believe that that afikoman practice was most likely put into effect in the first century because it comes out of that three stack of the matzah, which the rabbis say represent perhaps the three classes of the Jewish people, the Kohanim, uh, the priests, and, and the, all of Israel, or maybe it represents uh, the manna that was in the, the desert wanderings, you know, um, one uh, portion for each day, a double portion for the Sabbath. And because uh, Passover is considered a Sabbath of Sabbaths, you have that third portion. But I believe it's a representation of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it's from that middle section of that three stack of matzah, mm -hmm. the one representing the sun, that we take it out from the presence of the other two. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our Messiah mm -hmm. cried out. And then we break it in half, symbolizing death. Half of it is put right back where it came from. Into thy hands I commit my spirit, he said. And then the other half is, is wrapped in its own napkin, almost like a burial shroud and taken away from the table only to be resurrected back to life and eaten as the last thing eaten at the Passover Seder in place of the Passover lamb. That's so beautiful. And, and just in thinking about that, that matzah bread, I, I know many of our listeners will be going to supermarkets, grocery stores, and seeing Passover sections in their supermarkets where they have matzah bread. Um, you know, matzah, can, can you just quickly explain why matzah is used during Passover? Yeah, first of all, we're not to eat anything with leaven during the Passover holiday, during those seven or eight days, depending on, on how you um, celebrate it. And also, when the children of Israel left Egypt, scripture says they left in great haste. It didn't have, they didn't have enough time for the dough to rise, and that would mm -hmm. be the action that the leaven would produce uh, in the dough. So now we have these flat matzah crackers, if you will, or yeah. pieces of bread that are baked without leaven and not allowed to rise, just as uh, happened at the Exodus of Egypt. And to bring that over to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 or 7, Paul wrote, clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened. For Messiah, our Passover also has been sacrificed. What does this mean and what does it reveal about the meaning of Passover? Well, in scriptures, almost always leaven uh, is a symbol of sin. Um, if any of our listeners ha have ever done a sourdough bread, yeah. you know that the uh, pinch of one uh, batch of that dough is kept for the next batch. Right. And that little teeny pinch infects the entire next batch. And then they take a pinch of all that and it continues on, you know, generation after generation. Well, in Galatians chapter five, verse nine, it tells us that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so it's a picture for us that sin leaven is contagious. And we need to get it out of our lives just like we get it out of our houses. Whenever it's discovered, it needs to be confessed. Forgiveness needs to be asked for it so that it doesn't spread itself um, in, in future years. Dennis, just to, to conclude, we know that our sins are atoned. So how should we celebrate Passover today? I think the celebration of Passover today is a remembrance but it's also a looking forward. It's a remembrance of the lamb that was sacrificed for us. 
but it's also a looking forward to the final Passover Seder that we will celebrate our, with our Messiah uh, when the kingdom is finally completed. L let me just read these, these verses, if you will, from Luke 22, I'm beginning in verse 14. It says, when the hour had come, he, meaning the Messiah, sat down and the 12 apostles with him. And then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. It was that Passover that he was so desirous to celebrate with his disciples. It was that Passover that would show them, would reveal to them what the Passover ultimately meant. But it was also at that time that he proclaimed to them that when the kingdom of God is finally fulfilled, he will be celebrating the Passover with them again. I think that's the marriage supper of the Lamb that we celebrate with God after the resurrection of the dead. And I think that um, we will celebrate that with him and perhaps we'll remember these verses and we'll remember all the times that we celebrated the Passover in this lifetime in anticipation of that last Passover Seder. Dennis, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And I just want to wish everyone who celebrates the Passover a wonderful Passover season. For those of us who are believers in Yeshua as the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of mankind, I hope that we will remember him when we celebrate the Passover this year. And for those of you who perhaps are not yet believers, um, I hope that you'll take a good look at scriptures. I hope that you'll look at the Exodus account of the uh, uh, sacrificial lambs. And I hope you'll look at the New Testament account of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And it's my hope that the Holy Spirit will convict your heart to search more and that you too will find salvation in God's only begotten Son. Passover shows us a complete picture of redemption. Just like God delivered the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, He has also delivered the world out of slavery to sin through the sacrifice of His Son Yeshua, our Passover Lamb. For anyone who has accepted this sacrifice, there is complete freedom from guilt. And this is what we celebrate every year during Passover. Learn more about our virtual Messiah in the Passover Seder happening on Tuesday, March 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. To join us, register for free at chosenpeople.com slash Passover Live. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Our Hope. This episode was brought to you by Dr. Mitch Glazer, Dennis Karp, Grace Sweet, Nicole Vaca, Kyron Bautista, and Neil Saraski. I'm A. Vasquez. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Our Hope. If you like our show and want to know more, check out OurHoPodcast.com or ChosenPeople.com. See you next time.